It's story time brought to you by locumstory.com. Today we'll be reading One Job, Two Jab. One Job, Two Jabs. Red Blob, No Job. Elective Doc, Emergency Doc. Some in Overstock, Some in Out of Stock. The Doc is too abused. The Doc is underused. This Doc can't get sick. Say, let's try a brand new trick. For all the docs about to cry, here's an idea you can try. Look into a locum tenens assignment. A really great option, you might find it. Don't forget locums pays much better, and you can find assignments in any type of weather. With all of this new info trapped up in your thinker, go to financialresidency.com slash locum story and use your mouse to tinker. It's here you'll find the unbiased answers you are after, so you can decide if locum tenens is your next chapter. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey, everybody, it's Andrew, and welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. For my returning listeners, thank you so much. For my new listeners, welcome, because today, like on every episode, I'm bringing you the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we're premiering a new series I have on here featuring me. I will be calling these career strategy sessions. In these, I will be discussing my approach to career strategy, career change difficulties, resumes, LinkedIn, all kinds of things related to careers. And note that this isn't just about leaving medicine, because plenty of my clients stay in medicine. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before, that you can certainly create a career that involves clinical medicine that you love and lights you up. So for today, we're going to be talking about common barriers to career change. And again, this doesn't mean leaving medicine, but it means changing what you're currently doing that's making you so unhappy. And in this episode, I'm going to discuss four major barriers. So let's get right into it. All right, well, let's get into the first barrier. And that is fear, namely the fear of failure or the fear of what if. Fear of failure is really common when it comes to health professionals, right? Because our whole lives in college, in professional school, in postgraduate training, whatever you may have done, um, you work on perfectionism because if you make a mistake, if you do something wrong, someone could really get hurt, right? You know, if, if myself as a physician, if I make a mistake, a patient could really do badly. When it comes to business, when it comes to switching careers, when it comes to restructuring your current career, if you make a mistake, generally nothing happens, especially when it comes to starting a side gig or your own venture. Sure, you may lose some time, you may lose some money, but at the end of the day, no one's going to die. Um, nobody is uh, going to, the IRS isn't going to come and repossess your home. Um, all these things uh, are not going to happen. They're just in your head, really. The other big fear I see is fear of what if, right? So what if my family doesn't approve? Uh, what if um, my coworkers think I'm a quack? I actually heard that from one of my clients. Everyone I work with is going to think I'm a quack because I wanted to start a side business. The truth of the matter is nobody really cares that much about your life to be so invested and to think, uh, to you know, say, hey, you can't do this because you're a quack or because it's stupid. Most people are going to support you and most people are going to think it's pretty cool and courageous to do whatever you're doing. This also comes uh, when, when it comes to transitioning into a non-clinical career, uh, which is certainly something I've helped with. 
but we'll talk about sunk costs and um, other things of that nature later this month. So what's the answer to fear of failure? So this, this fear is always going to be there, right? Like what if I mess up? What if uh, others, what, what will others think of me? The solution is to start. <laughs> it sounds simple, right? But imperfect progress uh, is the solution. So uh, once one foot in front of the other, and you will mess up, you will screw things up. I've done it many times in my business. Um, you just learn from it and move on. So uh, imperfect progress, uh, just imperfect, just going forward, knowing that it's not going to be great. If I look back to my early podcast, my early website, they were trash, but it got me started, right? So um, just get started. Start looking into other careers. Start thinking about might you, what you might want to do. And it doesn't have to be non-medical. Uh, it could just be a different situation as to what you're in right now that's making you so dissatisfied. So how about the second barrier? Imposter syndrome. So for those of you who don't know what this is, imposter syndrome is the feeling that uh, you're not good enough um, or that you don't belong uh, despite evidence to the contrary. And imposter syndrome really is with us throughout our careers. Imposter syndrome, in my opinion, never goes away. Um, but uh, for health professionals and for physicians, uh, you work your way through, you're always training under somebody else, and then you get out and you're like, am I really cut out for this? Am I really allowed to make these decisions? Uh, I, I'm not well trained enough. I don't know enough. Um, so that's how it comes in the medical, in the medical side. Um, but when it comes to career strategy, uh, imposter syndrome uh, rears his ugly head again. When it comes to starting a business or starting a side gig that you want to monetize, the uh, imposter syndrome is like, well, I'm a doctor, pharmacist, PA, whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm not a business person. I can't start a business. I didn't get a finance degree, which, you know, secret, you don't need one. Um, so that's there again, or no one's going to listen to me. Who cares what I have to say? Another one, you're an expert. You're highly trained. You're a professional. You have a lot of value to give. And when it comes to career transition, for example, um, physicians uh, or um, nurses or other people going into the pharmaceutical industry say, well, I don't have any experience. Um, that's not necessary either because you do have experience. You have experience treating patients. You're a professional. You have a very specific skill set that you studied and paid a lot for um, that many others do not. So you are an expert. You might not know the nuts and bolts of what they're doing, but you are the expert and you have a lot of value to give. So um, that's where it comes into non-clinical careers. And then when it comes to restructuring, uh, perhaps you want to go part-time, perhaps you want to change hospitals. Well, they won't want me. I'm just, I'm early in my career. I've, I've only been out of um, school or training for three or five years. They don't want me. Doesn't matter, right? Um, you have skills, you have strengths um, to provide to whatever organization you're trying to go to. For example, uh, I, I, took over as an urgent care director uh, within a few months of starting one of my positions, and I'm early in my career, um, there, that really doesn't matter at all when it comes to imposter syndrome. So as for some advice as to what to do about imposter syndrome, um, the way I see it as it'll always be there. It'll be like that guy on your shoulder saying, like, you can't do this. You're not cut out for it. Um, and just recognize that it'll always be there to some extent. I still feel it sometimes. Um, having worked with many clients and been doing this for a while. But 
it's uh, you just have to start to learn to tune it out. And sometimes at the same time, you have to lean into your fears and realize that that means you're on the path of progress. That means you're, you're doing a good job. Um, imposter syndrome, again, it will never go away. Uh, it's always there. Uh, it's omnipresent, um, but you learn to tune it out. And my, when, it, when I notice it, I say, oh, there's that guy again, imposter syndrome. Um, all right, I'm not listening to you right now. So um, re recognize it'll always be there, realize, it is for what it is. And it's a fallacy in and of itself. And that uh, if you lean into your fears, if you do things that are hard for you, these will lead to important outcomes in the end. It'll lead to your goals. It'll lead to your dreams. All right. So fear, imposter syndrome. Next, I'm going to talk about exposure, knowing what's out there. So I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, I hate being a doctor, dentist, pharmacist, et cetera but I have no other skill set. I have no other marketable skills. So there's nothing else I can do, which is garbage. Okay. There is so many things you can do. These professional degrees are the most marketable degrees out there. Um, so a big problem is exposure. You don't know what is out there. You don't know what you could do on the physician side. Everyone says utilization management, um, because that's, you know, low barriers to entry, remote, could do it from home. Some people find it terribly boring. Um, and the other big one is pharma. That's it. I'm here to tell you there's hundreds of different careers you could do. Thousands. Um, and some of them, you just don't know that they exist. So uh, an important thing I've learned, adding a little word called yet. It's not possible to do X is not helpful at all. I don't think I could, I could do something also not helpful. If you say, I don't know if it's possible yet, that changes a little bit in your mind to think about, well, maybe it is possible. I just don't know enough about it, right? It's not possible yet. Um, I don't have enough experience yet, right? Um, so, Practice using yet when you do some of your self-talk and when you talk to others, because language is really important. And this isn't a woo-woo situation here. Um, how, how you speak and how you think will affect how you feel um, completely. Um, the other one is adding another, another word, little word, uh, three-letter word, um, called and. Uh, and a lot of times it's, I can't quit medicine and make a good salary. I can't. Um, I can't lead, transition to another career and, uh, something else, right? So you want to, you want to add the word and, right? So I can be happy and be a doctor. Here's a big one. I can be happy at work and at home. I can be happy at work and make a good salary. I can be happy at work, make a good salary, and have time left over for my family, right? So these are all ways to frame uh, what is out there because you have no idea. You just say, okay, what are the list of the top five alternative careers I can do? And then you're done. No, that's not how it works, right? The other big thing to talk about is that as healthcare professionals, we are scientists. As much as you don't want to say that I'm not a science nerd. No, you're a scientist because you're in 
healthcare. So by nature, you're a scientist. You have to study science. The body works based on science, right? So why don't you use science to figure out if what you're thinking of is possible? Develop a hypothesis, make experiments to test them, and then see what your solutions are, right? Um, career experiments are a whole nother talk for another day, and we'll talk about them in this uh, series at some point. But you don't just need, I'm not telling you to quit your job and jump in, right? Uh, start designing experiments, start talking to people, talk to people about who are doing what you want to do and figure out how they did them. So remember, uh, first and foremost, say yet, use the word and, and then design career experiments, design experiments based on science, develop a hypothesis, make an experiment, test it and see what you find. Okay. So remember, exposure is a big deal. Just because you don't think it exists doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And finally, we're going to talk about one of my favorites, the sunk cost fallacy. Um, be sure to go back and watch those videos. These are all under five minutes. So what is the sunk cost fallacy? So it's an economic term. And what it really boils down to is continuing a behavior um, because of previously invested resources. So what does that mean when it comes to professional careers, right? So I'm a doctor. I spent four years of college, four years of med school, three to seven years of residency, subspecialty, whatever, and lots of money uh, to become a doctor. So I can't give it up. I can't change careers. Um, I can't uh, start a business and, and buy myself out of my current career because I've spent all that time and money. What would my family say? Uh, what, you know, I can't, I can't rectify that. So I'm just going to keep being miserable because that makes sense, right? Because uh, you have so many lives to live. Right? Um, so that's what sunk costs refer to. And in, in economics, it's the, the money or whatever the resource is has already been spent and you're not going to get it get back. It's a sunk cost. So why would you continue making a poor investment just because you already invested money? So you're going to go lose more money? And in, in this case, why continue in a job you're so miserable at, in because you spent time and money? So you should just be miserable the rest of your life. It doesn't make any sense, right? Um, but a lot of people feel this way. How can I give it up? What will other people think? Nobody cares, you know? And if they do care, then they don't care about you, right? What will my parents think? I think your parents will be so happy to see you become a person again and become happy again. And I'm not telling you to quit medicine. I'm still practicing physician. I'm just telling you to design a career that you actually are excited about that fires you up instead of just slogging along, crying in your car, going to work, becoming less and less empathetic as the days and years go on. And this applies to everything, pharmacy, PA, NP, RN, MDDO, et cetera. Physical therapy, oh, we see that all the time too. So the other little segment I'd like to add is that you're also not taking away your identity. This is a job, no matter what people tell you and how heroic it may be. This is a job. This is what you do to earn a living and you've trained to make that living. So you're not losing your identity by not being a PA, RN, pharmacist, doctor anymore. You're just adding to your identity. So what did I say at the beginning of this video? I am a physician. And I am a career strategist. I'm also a podcaster. I'm also a husband. I'm also a father. I'm also lots of things. I also play the banjo, right? Not well. But 
those are all parts of my identity and they don't define me. And I don't understand why people all this time, just when you ask them what they're, you know, what they do, they're a doctor and that's it. And then it ends, right? They're a nurse, right? This isn't your identity. This is just your job. So by taking on a non-clinical role, by starting a business, by starting a side gig, um, by restructuring how you work, um, by moving from acute care to case management, whatever that may be, right? You're just adding to your identity. You're adding another sentence. You're adding another few words to your identity. You are not subtracting from it at all. So the sunk cost fallacy is a fallacy, right? It's not real. Well, it is real, but it's, it's, a, it's a fallacy because it doesn't make any sense. So remember, you're adding to your identity when you take on a new role, when you transition. And all of this, forget about the sunk cost, move on, be happy, enjoy the rest of your life. You only got one. For doctors, the story has changed. Visit financialresidency.com slash locum story to see if locum tenens assignment is right for you. It's here you'll find the unbiased answers you are after so you can decide if locum tenens is your next chapter. I hope you enjoyed the first career strategy session episode relating to mental barriers as they relate to career change. Please let me know what you think of this new segment and new format. Again, I'm not changing the show. There will still be all the great guests you've come to enjoy, but I'm adding a little of my own flavor. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get the show out there, in addition to telling all of your friends. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is visit my website at andrewtisserdo.com, where you can find great resources, trusted partners, as well as much more. Until next time, everyone, keep talking. All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.